This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, the Savage One, Mr. Tony Spark. Tony, how you doing today? Doing great. It's our Monday. We took a best of yesterday's. I was traveling back from Nebraska to go visit <laughs> uh, the Yendras and uh, my little nephew, uh, Anders, who today is officially his birthday. So happy birthday, Anders. Hey, happy birthday, one. Anders. The big one. Um, but he celebrated on Saturday, so uh, went out with the friends, uh, got together, and uh, this is a fun weekend, man. Real relaxing. But uh, uh, Colorado sports jumped off a cliff over the weekend. The <laughs> Avs got, the, you know, they won the first two against uh, the Vegas uh, Golden Knights, then lost four straight, got wiped out. And then the Nuggets, geez, they didn't even show up and they got swept out by the Phoenix Suns. So Denver's our only hope because the Rockies completely suck. But, and uh, do you have the All Star game coming up in a few weeks here in Denver? If you're really rich and you can afford a ticket. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess the only thing to look forward to now is, uh, what, uh, Denver Broncos? That's it. Preseason that's it. stuff? Yeah. That's all, that's all you got, man. Uh, yeah. Bummer. Yeah, because uh, everything else is on hiatus. And, you know, the Rockies are just, the, they're the Rockies, you know? At least with them being sucky, tickets are uh, not terrible. They're, they're kind of bad because okay. they're trying to make up for lost revenue. So, but it's something to yeah. do when you know you need to get out and. and oh, yeah. absolutely, yes. All yeah. right, all right, fair enough. Well, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host Tony. I know you were married. You know, if polygamy was a accepted thing nowadays, where you were allowed to have as many wives as you wanted, how many wives for you would be too much? One is plenty. Like, I'm, you tried dating a couple of different girls at the same time, getting to know them. That's hard enough, you know? Like, ugh, trying to juggle juggle girls is no thanks. It's not fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I think anything more than one would be just, just too no. much. Too much of a handful, no, obviously. Especially if you... 
if you're gonna marry one, just marry one. Don't uh, you know? Don't be like me and my ten wives. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> well, of course, all that goes to say that a 76-year-old man believed to be the head of the world's largest family has died in India's Mizoram state. Ziona Channa, the head of a religious sect that practiced polygamy, died on Sunday, leaving behind 38 wives, 89 Damn. children, and 36 grandchildren. Yeah, Oof. that's too many. The Could news... you imagine the uh, the uh, child support on that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Being that he led the sect, my guess is they probably didn't believe in child support. But gotcha. the news was confirmed by uh, Mizoram's chief minister, Zoram Thenga, wow, who offered his condolences on Twitter with a heavy heart. Channa reportedly suffered from diabetes and hypertension. Doctors told PTI news agency that Channa's condition deteriorated at home in his village, Baktwangtlungnuma. Wow, Good, these are I'm hard to say. I'm glad you're reading this, not me, man. <laughs> he was glad ad- you're reading it. He was admitted to the hospital on Sunday evening where he was declared dead on arrival. It's hard to say if Channa was indeed the head of the world's largest family since there are others who claim the title. It's also hard to estimate the exact size of Channa's family. At least one report claims that he had 39 wives, 94 children, 33 grandchildren, and one great-grandchild, which adds up to 181 people. Jeez. While various local news reports have referred to him as holding the world record for such a large family, it's unclear which global record it is. It uh, it has also been widely reported that the family has been featured twice on the popular TV show Ripley's Believe It or Not. But world record or not, Chana and his family are a local sensation of sorts, attracting tourists to their village in India's northeast. I don't know. Does it get to that point where, you know, like with kids, three is a lot to handle. But once you get four, five, six, they start taking care of themselves. Does it work that way with wives and children and grandchildren as well? I would imagine so. But that's an awful lot, man. It really is. It's way too much. You you sometimes like you just said it, you know, families that have like uh, two to three. Sometimes that gets to be a lot. You know, to me, the perfect size family is one wife, two kids. That's perfect. And you can add maybe two dogs to that mix if you want a little extreme there. there. But but that would be my ideal, like, just perfect family size, you know? Like, if you had three kids, that'd be cool, too. Yeah. That'd be just like, that'd be like the max, though, for me. I couldn't <laughs> do more than three. Like, three kids, two dogs, a wife. So needless to say, we won't see... A whole see- lot of jobs to cover all that. We won't see Tony Spark in the... Uh- Guinness Book of World Record with the world's largest family. Nope. That's uh, what that's a thousand percent guarantee that will not happen. Like there's no chance in that happening. All right, fair the enough. The Rockies have a better chance to win the World Series than that happening. <laughs> well, folks, it is Tuesday and we've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? It is Taco Tuesday. It is Taco Tuesday, and as we do on Tuesdays, we've got Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. We have a segment called Up, Up, Down, Down, Cheat Codes for Life, and of course, we round out the day with This Day in History. Folks, do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ooh, yeah, we do something right here, uh-huh. 
Browsers! With crits starting as large as 11 99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it! Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we've got a thing we talk about each show. It is our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. It is the Phoenix Line. You know, maybe you have uh, 93 children and uh, 38 wives and 47 grandchildren. I forget what the numbers were, but uh, <laughs> give us a call. Let us know at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, being that it's Tuesday, and as we like to do on Tuesdays, we like to explore Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Now, Rough Riders is a local 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the transport of dogs from the rural outlying shelters where they may not have a chance, bringing them here to the more metro area where they work with local shelters and rescues to find them homes, give them a second chance at life. If you want more information or you would like to donate, head over to roughwriters.org, that's R-U-F-F-Writers.org, or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash roughwriterssaves. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into Animal Tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey prays and the bony neighs, the old great badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's the one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to-do and the old cow just goes moo. I don't know about you, Tone, but... Uh, Next to the bagpipes, I think the uh, banjo is the most soothing sound in the world. I'm kidding. There you go. <laughs> we should uh, do a song with banjo and bagpipes, oh. and it will be... It's going to be legend. Wait for it. Very. Yeah. I like it. Well, folks, let's get into our first story here in Animal Tales. <laughs> well... <laughs> While a lot of dogs act like they're humans, leaving the house is cause for alarm. Two Minnesota dogs called 911 more than a dozen times when their parents left them home alone. After receiving a 911 call and only hearing barking in the background, officers from Minnesota's Lakeville Police Department visited the home of Remy and Bomber, a pair of potners in crime. See what they did there? Only ah, to discover that funny. no Very one funny. was home. Officers rang the doorbell and walked around the home, but after no one responded, they began to leave. That's when they learned that there'd actually been 16 calls made to the emergency hotline from inside the home. They finally reached the homeowner who told them how to access the residence through the garage. We went upstairs to his office to where the cell phone was. It was on the desk. 
It was on emergency call only, so in theory, a dog could have called 911 and pushed the phone with its paw, Officer Roberts told KMSP. Our assumption is the dogs were having a rough day, and it was the dogs that were seeking assistance through 911. Luckily, the pair were just fine. The phone had been set to emergency-only mode, meaning it only needed to be bumped to dial the emergency call line. Perhaps the pair were just trying to take a selfie. Lakeville police joked that they advised the pop perpetrators to proper 911 etiquette. Honey! Of course, it's quite possible. Remy and Bomber considered being home alone and out of biscuits a true emergency. So, uh, yeah, maybe don't leave your cell phone at your... Why would you leave your house without your cell phone? One. But two, uh, don't leave it in emergency mode if your dogs are going to bump it and call 911. Yeah. Probably not the best idea to have. Uh, if they're an older couple, maybe they're just someone that doesn't like cell phones and they just leave it. There you go. That they could happen, yeah. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Well, let's move on to our next story here in Animal Tales. <coughs> a cowardly lion was snapped clinging desperately to a tree after raging buffaloes turned the tables on him. Photographer Olav Thokel 54 from Norway, snapped the moment a pride of lions bolted for their lives after bungling an attempt to hunt a herd of buffalo in Maasai Mara, Kenya. Let's see. Uh, around five lions, nicknamed the Black Rock Boys, had been following the herd of over 500 buffalo when four of them tried creeping closer in an attempt to spot and kill weaker members. However, those plans were dashed when some angry buffalo caught scent of the lions and charged towards them. In a desperate scramble, one of them fled to the nearest tree, climbed up, and hid there for hours. Hilarious pictures taken on the day show the huge lion spilling over the tree branches of his brittle refuge. Olaf said, Suddenly, the buffaloes became aware of the lion's presence. The strongest buffaloes stormed toward the lions. Three of them ran away quickly, but the fourth lion was surrounded by the raging buffalo and couldn't get away. He saw a lonely tree on the great savanna and climbed to safety from the big buffalo. He stayed in the tree for nearly an hour before the buffalo herd left the area. Olav has traveled across the world to picture wild animals, including Alaska, Svalbard, Finland, and other areas of Africa. Maasai Mara is especially known for its large cats, such as lions, leopards, and cheetahs. So, uh, yeah, and I'm going to post this on our uh, Facebook page so you guys can see this poor lion just clinging on to the tree for its life uh, from, you know, some buffalo that it thought it was going to get a good meal from. Olaf Metal! Play Berserker, Olaf. <laughs> I pictured the Lion King, by the way, with the with the lion and the herd and all that. Pretty close, pretty close. And, you know, you, like I said, you can see for yourself. That I'm, was no Mufasa right there. No, no. That's more, more Scar, if anything. There you go. I like it. Yeah. Well, let's move on with our next story here in Animal Tales. Here's one that I'm sure you've heard of because it's been making the rounds. His name's not Jonah, but this Cape Cod man sure has something in common with the biblical figure. Commercial lobster diver Michael Packard was going about his business off the coast of Provincetown, Massachusetts, when he was swallowed whole by a humpback whale, trapped in its gullet for nearly <laughs> trapped in his gullet for nearly a minute before being coughed back up, according to a report. Packard, 56, was about 35 feet below the surface near Herring Cove Beach at 8 a.m. Friday when the massive mammal tried to turn him into breakfast. All of a sudden, I felt this huge shove, and the next thing I knew, it was completely black, Packard told the outlet. I could sense I was moving, and I could feel the whale squeezing with the muscles in his mouth. 
Stunned, his first thought was that he'd been snapped up by a great white shark and was done for. Packer told the local CBS News affiliate that he thought to himself, this is it, I'm going to die. I was completely inside the whale. It was completely black, Packer told the Cape Cod Times. I thought to myself, there's no way I'm getting out of here. I'm done. I'm dead. All I could think of was my boys. They're 12 and 15 years old. But when he realized he could feel no teeth, he began struggling and felt the whale shaking his head in discomfort. Within 40 seconds, the massive mammal spit him back out into the ocean. I saw light, and he started throwing his head side to side, and the next thing I knew, I was outside in the water, Packard said. My first thought was, I can't believe I got out of that situation. My second thought was for how injured I was, Packard said. His boating pal, Josiah Mayo, saw water spraying as the sea creature surfaced, and Packard was ejected. He plucked Packard out of the sea and rushed him to a hospital where he was treated for soft tissue damage to his leg. And so overall, he seems to be doing pretty good. Uh, Tony, I don't know if you've heard this story, but uh, it's been making the rounds uh, all over the news. And there's even people saying, eh, I don't know if I necessarily believe this guy's uh, whale of a tail. Pardon the pun. Yeah, that's that's pretty uh, pretty in- intense. It's... I like turtles. He sure he didn't watch Pinocchio. Right. Well, and apparently... Yeah. This guy also survived a plane crash back in 2006. And it's like, okay, are you like the unbreakable uh, um, Bruce Willis or, you know, just wrong place at the wrong time? You know, what's going yeah, on? Or like just this guy's, make it This guy's up. got some bad luck, but I'm sorry to get eaten by a whale, but then to come out of it alive. And wouldn't the whale have, like, if it ate him, wouldn't have taken him out to sea and stuff? And even if it did spit him out? He'd probably be spit out underwater, or maybe he'd be drifted. I, yes, it's not like the whale is gonna go swim back up to shore and go. <laughs> go be with your boys. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know if I was his friend, I'd bust out the cell phone camera and start, you know, videoing it yeah. because yeah, it's yeah. it's a little hard to believe, but yeah, who Did knows? This dude also smoked the magic dragon before and just get like really like, hey, man, <laughs> I was in a whale of a tail. Let me tell you, man, I was in the gut of, uh, his name was Rumbly. He was his whale. And like, man, I thought of my kids. It was rad, man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who knows? But uh, in any no, case, I don't, I don't buy it. But you know what I do buy? What's that? I like turtles. I like yeah, turtles, I like too. Turtles. All right, and then finally here in Animal Tales, we've got to add a, another creature to our zoo of terror. Creatures! Another insect is wreaking havoc in Maine in the midst of the cicadas invasion, a poisonous caterpillar. The brown-tailed moth caterpillar has been seen in multiple counties in Maine and is an invasive species only found there in Cape Cod. The hairs of the moth contain poison and can cause a reaction similar to poison ivy, according to Maine Center for Disease Control and Prevention. People are finding them every place, on the ground, on the picnic table, on the electric box, on the corner, you name it. Jim Britt, spokesperson for the Maine Department of Agri- Agriculture, Conservation, and For Forestry, told the New York Times. Boy, it's getting harder to read here at the end of the segment. <laughs> the moths can be identified by their one and a half inch length, dark brown and white stripes and two orange dots on their back. The hairs from the moth can go airborne and when they come into contact with a person's skin, they can cause a rash that lasts several hours or for those with sensitive skin, the rash can last several weeks. If the hairs are inhaled, respir- respiratory distress can be serious 
And uh, let's see, uh, the Maine Center for Disease Control and Prevention declared the critter a public health nuisance, and the city of Bangor said they were formulating a plan to address the infestations popping up around the city and other locations. So, uh, you know, if you're in Massachusetts and uh, you see a, a little furry caterpillar, don't pick it up, don't play with it, because, uh, you know, it's, it could cause some distress. Yeah, that's not good, especially... Uh... It's just a caterpillar you think harmless. It's not right, something you, think you it's would think be too much poisonous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah. Ooh. Oh, you. <laughs> well, folks, that does it for Animal Tales. When we come back, we've got a segment called Up, Up, Down, Down, Cheat Codes for Life. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now if you do want to enjoy us from the comfort of your own couch or on the go, Download the NGBN.TV mobile app and uh, smart TV app and uh, just look for the Phoenix Media channel there. You can get this great show and other great Phoenix Media shows as well. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony Spark. That's S-P-A-R-K 81 or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. <laughs> so in this segment, I uh, wanted to talk about, well, you know, cheat codes. Uh, back in the day, you know, you had the Konami code, which was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start, which uh, in that game in particular uh, for Contra, it would give you, uh, what, 30 lives and what mm-hmm. you needed to get anywhere in that game because it was just a hard game. But apparently it worked for pretty much every Konami game. And, uh, you know, got thinking about what if uh, we had cheat codes for life? You know, what what could you do in your life that was a cheat code that made your life a little bit easier? Before we get into these, Tony, anything come to mind for you? Something that, uh, you know, you swear by that's, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a cheat, but at the same time, it, it helps make life that much better. Well, not really, no. Okay. Well, as we're going through, maybe no, something will come may, to mind. Maybe something will trigger, but off the top of my head, no, not really. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into Cheat Codes for Life. <laughs> little con- That's a good sound, but I like that. A little contra there for you. All right. This one from Pythonic Nonsense says, 97.8% of all statistics are made up on the spot to win an argument try it. And uh, I would say as long as you sound knowledgeable and confident, it might work. But, uh, you know, just know that uh, Google, everybody has a computer in their pocket and they can Google any of those statistics at any point in time. This is true. Um, Not something I've personally used, but I can see that working. Yep. (laughs) Well, let's keep rolling on talking. Uh, Up, up, down, down. Cheat codes for life. (laughs) 
this from user deleted. I wonder if that's uh, maybe a <laughs> deleted. Yeah, user deleted. Like they were, they're, they're banned. And you might have a little insight into this one, Tony. They said, uh, if a product breaks long before it should have, but outside of the return policy, buy a new one and return the old one in the new one's packaging. The retailer will send it back to the manufacturer. It's slightly unethical. I don't abuse this, but I'm tired of buying products that seem to be designed to break. Um, I, th- I think it's a scummy thing to do. Um, people try this at Costco. Um, luckily... We have Eagle Hawk return clerks for the most part that usually catch this. And they're not afraid to say, well, this isn't exactly the same one. I mean, there is a reason why, you know, like the serial numbers match the box. And then you typically get, oh, well, I got another one and uh, I must have grabbed the wrong one. So, (laughs) you know, I'm not saying you couldn't pull it off because I'm sure you're going to find somebody that doesn't catch that. And. You know, it is a uh, a quick way to be like, well, I don't want to buy another one of those. So you'll just go out and buy one, but return it. But it's actually the old one. I, unethical for sure. Yeah. Now, uh, to be fair and not to put you on the spot, Tom, but I, I know in a uh, certain case where you've bought a video game from, say, Target, opened it, played mm-hmm. it. It was cheaper at... Uh, um, you know, Costco, you picked it up there and then went to return mm-hmm. the one that you picked up to Target and the barcodes were completely different. They were completely different. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I found that out. <laughs> Usually with video games, everybody has the same ones. But uh, yeah, that one did not flow so well. Yeah. So yeah. That, I did try that. Yep. That cheat code did not work for you. Speaking nope, of which. it did not. So I sold that on eBay. <laughs> we are talking up, up, down, down cheat codes for life. This from user Asa King said, uh, at a burrito shop, think uh, like Chipotle or um, Qdoba, get half of one protein and half of another. They usually end up giving you 20% or so more, and it's more flavorful. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because I find that, you know, you ask for like the steak, and they give you like one scoopful, and it never seems quite enough. You know, it's... Right. Put that meat on there. Yeah, definitely. Load it up, man. More protein. More protein. Exactly. Rolling on cheat codes for life. Another one from Pythonic Nonsense. Apparently, if uh, you're out in the wilderness and uh, are cold and you have the munchies, this might work for you. It says, Fritos are very flammable and will burn very hot for quite some time. So, uh, yeah, you need to start a fire. You need kindling. Fritos, of all things. I'm going to try that at a campfire sometime. I don't blame you. I've never tried that. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, but it makes sense. They're kind of oily. Yeah. So it does make sense. Yeah, they got a little bit of that oil to them. (laughs) Well worth a try, but uh, that's what we're here for. We're giving you those cheat codes for life. Speaking of which, let's keep moving on with those. I kind of want to play Contra now. In any case, uh, <laughs> this from user Megador, and I don't know how many people can actually. <laughs> I don't know how many people can actually use this, but it says, "I used to work news, and they gave us a large sign to put on our cars that read on assignment. It allowed me to park anywhere I wanted without worrying about getting a ticket. I no longer work news, but I still have the sign, and I still park pretty much anywhere I want. So." Uh, yeah, I guess uh, go work for a news outlet for a day, get the sign, quit, and then you can park where you need to. 
damn. It's kind of like the people that use their uh, like their mom's or grandma's uh, handicap placard. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of people that do that. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, for me, I would be eligible to get a handicap placard because of my fibro. But the problem is, I feel guilty if I go there and you know I walk around, you know, pretty much looking like nothing's wrong. You know, I'm the complete opposite of that. You know, why take advantage of it? Let the people who really need it use it. Right. It's the best way to do it. Yeah. Yep. The uh, the ex-mother-in-law, she used to use it all the time. And she was not. And it was her mom's. And it was like, mm. Yeah. Just mm. goes to show you what, what a gem of a person she was. She was a super gem! Let's keep rolling on. Up, up, down, down. Cheat codes for life. Here's one for you to try tone. User knows about math says, I had a professor in college who, while lecturing, suddenly suddenly let out a huge fart. Without pausing, he turned his head as if talking to someone behind him and said, Gesundheit, and continued lecturing as if nothing had happened. It immediately diffused any potential awkwardness and embarrassment. I vowed to use the same strategy if the same thing ever happened to me in front of a large crowd of people. There you go, Tone. Next time you're at work, you need to let one fly. Just uh, <laughs> uh, tight. Oh, yeah, I'll have to try that sometime. <laughs> Rolling on, cheat codes for life. Don't know how much of this I believe, and especially with a username like Biscuit Puncher. Lip <laughs> Biscuit! Says if you have an erection, flex a muscle, any muscle, and keep it flexed. The erection will go away. That might have been good to know back in, like, uh, middle yeah, school, was, high school. Yeah, where was and... that during junior high and high school? Yeah, when you had the book reports. Yeah. It was always it was always at the most awkward times that it would pop up, and for no reason. Most times it was uh, – there's no explanation. You're not – like, it's not like you're doing anything at school. It just – Dude, it would just happen. And then it was always like, okay, it's time for the book report. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, back at that to. age, all it took was a stiff breeze and, uh, you know, yeah, th- man, things would happen. Just, yep, it just popped up and you're like, oh, <laughs> Well, let's keep rolling on. Cheat codes for life. I don't know how much I care for this idea, but uh, Sweet Poison 2 says, if you start crying, people will often be too startled to pry into your business or to scold you. So if somebody's having a serious conversation with you and you start busting out into tears just to try and avoid it, I don't know about that. You know, sack up a little bit and, and have that conversation. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do that either. I did think about doing that once back when I was getting yelled at at work just for fun, just to see what would happen. But you usually can't. I just... Just like, uh, how do I diffuse this? How do I get out of it? Okay, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's keep rolling on. Up, up, down, down. Cheat codes for life. This one from Glare Wolf. It doesn't sound like a cheat code. just sounds lazy. It says, sleep a few hours later so you don't have to pay for lunch. Okay. Mm, that sounds dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's just, it's lazy. And lunch is relative, you know, you don't have to. uh... Yeah, there's no one putting a gun to your head to eat lunch. Like, no one says you have to eat lunch at this time or you need to eat. Like, it's totally your your choice. Eat when you want to eat. Yeah, yeah. 
Sounds like they Unless just... you're a kid, then you're on your parents' schedule. But uh, when you're an adult, you just eat when you eat. Yeah. Sounds like they just wanted to get on the list. Oh, well. And then finally, speaking of the list, here on Up, Up, Down, Down, Cheat Codes for Life. This one might be worth a try from user TenderBranson301 says, No one stops a guy or girl carrying a pizza. It can get you backstage at concerts. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Nice. Folks, that does it for this segment. When we come back, we're heading into the final segment of the show. It's time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? (laughs) I'll take that as a no. While you're there, that one was uh, no distinguished yes or no. It was just uh, you're running out of time. Find a funny sound button and roll with it. There you go. (laughs) Well, while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way, you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Like us, subscribe to us, share us on your Facebook page, your Twitter, your Insta, wherever, and just get the word out there. Love it. Well, folks, uh, you know, it is the last segment of the day. And as we do each and every day, we like to drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. All right. Uh, Kicking off this day in 1215, King John signs the Magna Carta at Runnymede near Windsor, England. And of course, the Magna Carta was the basis for our own constitution. And uh, they even made a song about King John in the animated uh, Robin Hood, right? I think they did, yeah. (laughs) King John signs the Magna Carta at the Runnymede, Runnymede. Moving on this day in 1219, Danabrogue is the flag of Denmark and the oldest national flag in the world. According to legend, it fell from the sky during the Battle of Lindenese, now Tallinn, in Estonia, and turned the Danes' luck. So, Danabrogue, for good friends Danabrog. in Denmark. There they go for a Vobit. And that was uh, fitting for yesterday was uh, National Flag Day. So Was it really? It was. See, I didn't know because we didn't do a new show yesterday. So Flag day. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1802, Toussaint Louverture leaves Haiti prisoner of the French ship Heros. That's Don Cheadle before he was Don Cheadle. Dude, it totally looks like Don Cheadle. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, moving on this day in 1842, John C. Fremont sets off from Kansas River on his first expedition of the Oregon Trail with frontierman Kit Carson as his guide. Not only is there a nice little uh, uh, tie to our hometown of Carson City in Nevada, but hopefully he didn't uh, get dysentery, get bit by a snake, or spend his whole time just uh, hunting bears and antelope like we did on the Oregon Trail, albeit the yep. video game version. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. They died. They died of the the plague. Mo- and John C. Fremont was the first school in Carson that was year-round. No kidding. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, it obviously makes sense. This day in 1844, Charles Goodyear patents the vulcanization of rubber. And obviously that leads to... Rubber! Tires, not uh, condoms, but uh, I'm sure the Goodyear, process works Goodyear the same. Goodyear tires, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? Goodyear condoms. They never go out of style. (laughs) Moving on this day in 1864, Robert E. Lee's home in Arlington, Virginia, becomes a military cemetery. Ooh, that would suck to come back to your house and find out it's just a bunch of graves everywhere. Yeah. Welcome home. Well, I hope you don't mind. We, uh, We did start the graveyard here. Is that cool? No, it's too late. We already did, but is that cool? Let's keep moving on. This day in 1878, the world's first moving pictures caught on camera used 12 cameras, each taking one picture, done to see if all four of a horse's hooves leave the ground. Of course, that would uh, equate to 12 frames per second, which by today's standards of 60 frames per second seems a little choppy. Yeah, a little choppy, but man, it's, it was the start of it all there. The horse in motion. Yeah. And like we always say, we wouldn't be doing this right here, obviously, with the video aspect, if it wasn't for these people who were breaking ground back uh, over 100 years ago. Yeah, crazy that they were doing stuff like that. So glad they did. Moving on this day in 1907, researcher George Soper publishes the results of his investigation into recent typhoid outbreaks in the New York area and announces that Mary Malone, also known as Typhoid Mary, is the likely source of the outbreak. Could you imagine if she wasn't and her name's just drugged through the mud for centuries now? Yeah, she's like, it wasn't me, it was my husband, Barry. Call him Typhoid, Typhoid Barry. (laughs) Moving on, this day in 1924, the Ford Motor Company manufactures its 10 millionth automobile, uh, assumably with issues uh, just as long along the lines of any other Ford that's out there today. Right, Tone? <laughs> that's right, man. The 10th millionth one. This is my 1910 Model T Ford. I'll take it on a road trip. No biggie. I'll put the buggy down. It'll be a fun ride. I wonder if it had undercarriage uh paneling that was falling off as well nah it does doesn't look like it had any issues with that (laughs) looks like a crank wheel yep on on the front of that thing moving on same day in 1924 j edgar hoover assumes leadership of the fbi uh was wondering if he was wearing a dress when he got the news Nah, (laughs) he sure wasn't in that picture he looks all sharp dressed and angry yeah yeah you just don't uh you know uh, some people are very unassuming, just yeah. like him. All right, moving on this day in 1951. Joe Lewis scored his last knockout victory. Uh, I wonder if he lost a bunch of matches after that before he retired or if he went out on top. Joe Lewis just knocked out somebody so famous that we can't even say their name. Down goes whoever that was. Still champion, Joe 
Lewis. <laughs> yeah, you, it would be nice if they put who the person yeah. he defeated who was, he right? Beat? Yeah, he beat No Name. He just scored his last knockout victory. Was it his <laughs> only knockout victory? I don't know. Don't know. So we'll move on. This day in 1963, Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein II's musical The Sound of Music closes at the Lunt Fontaine Theater, New York City, after 1,443 performances. You know, it's too bad it just died there. Nobody ever heard about The Sound of Music after that. Right. I've never heard of it. There's the sound of music. Speaking of the sound of, well, terrible music, this day in 1965, Bob Dylan records the single Like a Rolling Stone, number one in Rolling Stone magazine's 500 greatest songs of all time. Well, it's... It was named, yeah, it was named after their magazine, or the magazine was named after that or the band. Right, yeah. Don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg, but I guarantee you that song was not a great song. I, I take it back. It was a great song. The singing was terrible. Because it was Bob Dylan. Like a rolling stone. Like a rolling stone. All right, moving on this day. You do a good Bob Dylan. <laughs> this day in 1967, The Dirty Dozen, based on E.M. Nathanson's novel, directed by Robert Aldrich, and starring Lee Marvin, Ernest Borgnine, and Charles Bronson, is released in the U.S. And a uh, great movie back in the 60s. Yeah. Well worth a watch uh, if you ever have a little bit of time. Is it bad? The only thing I really remember Ernest Borgnine in is basketball. <laughs> Choking on the hot dog. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, kind of bad. This day, 1973, Let's Get It On, single released by Marvin Gaye. It is the Billboard R&B Song of the Year in 1973. Number four overall and another fantastic song. Yeah, it's it's about boxing, you know, like, let's get it on. Let's get fight. it on. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to knock you out with my left and right hooks. It's really not about boxing. It's, it's about other stuff. It's about baby making. Yep. Oh, this one's definitely not about baby making. This day in 1986, Pravada announces high-level Chernobyl staff fired for stupidity. <laughs> oh. Could you imagine having that yeah. on your uh, your record? You were fired for stupidity. You're, you're not allowed to be here anymore because you're fired because you're stupid. Idiot. That's probably good for them just because uh, getting out of the uh, Chernobyl disaster. <laughs> no, or was that they were fired after the disaster? I think this was before, actually. Yeah, Don't well, know. it's probably good. Their lives were changed forever, so good yep. for them to get fired for being stupid. Moving on this day in 1990, Dick Tracy with Warren Beatty and Madonna premieres, and it was the first appearance of the Apple iWatch. It was, yes. That was actually a pretty good movie for the time. It really I don't know was. how it holds up today, but back then, it was pretty dang good. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I'd like to go back and check it out. And then, uh, you I know, bet it doesn't hold up. I was going to do one more, but time is just running out. So let's go ahead and get into today's holidays. Holiday. Where we talk about the things that we celebrate. For instance, uh, today is Fly a Kite Day, Tone. So why don't uh, you... I don't have time, but if I did, I'd go fly a kite. Go fly a kite. Oh, you know what? Today is, Tone. It is uh, National Kiss a Wookie Day. Ooh, if I just grow out my beard a little more, girls, you can kiss a Wookie. <laughs> it is Global Wind Day. Okay. okay, well, hence why you want to fly a kite if it's Global Wind Day. There you it goes go. hand in hand. Yeah. It is Justice for Janitor's Day. I don't know what some 
justice they need, but okay. All right, you need justice. Quit cleaning the shit off the toilet seats. <laughs> justice for you. For obvious reasons, it is Magna Carta Day, because that's when it was signed. It's recovered, yep. It is National Lobster Day, the uh, most difficult food item to eat. It is yep, na- Rock Lobster. National Cherry Tart Day, an easy food item to eat. Yep, eat a Pop-Tart today, yep. It is National Electricity Day. It is World Elder Abuse Awareness Day. Oh, that's sad. Be, be aware, you're in my world now, Grandma. It is National Smile Power Day, National Photography Day, Native American Citizenship Day, and Worldwide Day of Giving. So go ahead and give back, share, do what you need to. Folks, we will be yeah. back tomorrow on a Wednesday with Words Are Hard. Have a good Tuesday, everybody. Peace!